Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. It's Chris Harrington on the Grizzlies, Memphis, and more on 92.9's Jeff Calkins Show. Presented by Church Health, caring for people all around us. Give today at churchhealth.org. He's on the Service Master by Cornerstone phone line. It is Chris Harrington joins me now. Chris, what are we listening to? That is Along Came Jones by the Coasters. Shout out to Ice Jones. A little bit of Trey Jones, too, from last night. Were there other Jones songs that you had to choose from there, Chris? Or was this, if you're right, if you're looking for a Jones song, was this the the obvious one? Uh, well, the, the Jones songs that came to mind when I spent uh-huh. 30 seconds thinking about it were um, "Me and Mrs. Jones," which right. is a cheating song by Billy Paul. Not not a good choice. Um, and then "Ballad of a Thin Man" by Bob Dylan, um, um, which uses Mr. Jones as sort of the stand-in for for. For um, for the squares of society, so that didn't really fit either. So, along came Jones was definitely the way to go. Um, Counting crows, Counting crows. What's that yeah, one? Yeah, it's for me in my house. We don't, we don't acknowledge that. <laughs> What's the Counting Crows? Song? This song is called Mr. Jones. Mr. Jones. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it was a hit in the early mid nineties. Yeah. Um, all right. It was uh, a Tyus Jones night as Ja Morant uh, sat out again. By the way, first of all, what are your thoughts on the John Morant situation? I, it doesn't seem like a big deal. I mean, you know, it's a, he, he had some thigh bruise or whatever stuff. Right. It's a back-to-back, um, and you know, I, you know, I, I assume it's a day to He was he was questionable on the list. It was a game time right. decision, so it seems like likely he would probably play tomorrow night. And if not, I'm sure he'll play this weekend. But that gave us a nice moment in that I didn't realize this. These two have played against each other, but they'd never tie us and Trey. But they never before started games against each other. Is that correct? Yeah, so I wasn't sure how big of a deal to make out of that because it was the sixth time they played against each other in the NBA, so it wasn't brand new. But it was the first time they both started. Now there have been games where Tyus started and, and Trey didn't, and games where Trey started and Tyus didn't, and you know they meet they meet up, you know, in the context of the middle of the game. That was the first time they were both on the court for on the court for the opening tip. Yeah. How is Trey, by the way? Trey is a is Trey a uh, a miniature of Tyus? Is Trey uh, how is Trey as a ball player compared he's, to his big I brother? A, I, think, think, I think he's a little bigger physically. He's not quite as polished. I don't think he's even a, relative to the same age quite as polished offensively. He's a little bit bigger, probably a little bit better um, defensively for that reason. Um, might have more scoring potential, but, like, you know, I, I, I certainly would have said that a year ago, but, like, now look at Tyus. And so maybe that's not true anymore. Tyus has sort of found a potential he didn't seem to have as a scorer. And so, like, Trey Jones is starting right now because the Spurs team, like, traded their starting point guard and right. they're bringing another one. 
it doesn't seem clear that he's going to keep that spot, but certainly looks like a real NBA player and can sort of look to his older brother for sort of evolving over time and having a real career. Tyus uh, started out a little, it started out slowly this year, honestly, but as you point out, as a fill-in starter, even better this year, dramatically better this year than last year. Yeah, his numbers in his starts this year, his individual numbers are way up. The team has not been as good overall. Partly, I think that was the 19-4 and four last year was a little fluky. Right. But mostly it's contextual to the team and everything else. I, you know, early in the season, he didn't get off. He was not as good himself earlier in the season as he's been lately. But the real thing earlier in the season is that the team was getting killed right. in his minutes. And it was getting killed in his minutes because of defense, which was not primarily about him, although like he was contributing to it too. It was more a, a matter of instead of being in lineups, you know, with with Kyle Anderson, the Anthony Mountain, and sometimes with Jaron Jackson in a rotation, it was it was with you know Jake Laravia and David Roddy and no Jaron Jackson, and so like, it sort of exacerbated. Like the, you put a lot of people with questionable defensive stuff together, it sort of exacerbates each other, and so that that has corrected itself as the year has worn on, and it's no longer as much of an issue defensively. And then offensively, he's just been he's been better than ever. Uh, last ye- season, again, this is from Chris's column. It's a marvelous column. I recommend you read it over on the Daily Memphian. Really did enjoy it. Um, as a fill-in starter. Jones averaged 13 points, seven assists, and one steal, shot 45% from the floor, 40% from three. That was last year in his starts. This year, seven starts, uh, 21 points instead of 13, eight assists instead of seven, 2.5 steals instead of one, 54% from the floor uh, instead of 45, and 50% from three instead of 40. That's fabulous. That's absolutely fabulous. And you pointed out that his... Um, that his aggressiveness has changed as well. He still is the guy who, what, I think he had one turnover last night or whatever. He's still the, uh, the, the, the you know, assist to turnover king. But within that, dramatically, and, and you wonder aloud whether he's gotten some of this from Ja, a little more aggressive. Yeah, I think so. I, I think... He had always been sort of the model of, like, the caretaker point guard. He doesn't make mistakes, but... The best point guards do stuff, and right. and that's why that's why it's this server ratio is a bad, it's such a bad stat that people don't really use it anymore. Like if you actually go on the internet and search for it, right. you can't find it anywhere because like ESPN doesn't track it, NBA doesn't track it. The only people who track it are broadcasters who who have a player on their team who has a good assist assist to turnover ratio, and it gives you something to like trumpet because it's a good thing from a player on your team. Right. That's really the only use it has at this point. Um, but it, it, Joe, Tyus never did enough to be more than like, oh, that's nice. He comes in the middle of the game and like you don't make mistakes or whatever. The good point guards do stuff and they make stuff happen and they generate offense for themselves and others at a high rate, even if that means you get some turnovers along the way. And that that's what he's doing now. Over the past two seasons, he sort of transformed more into that. When I talked about it last night, he he, he talked about you know. You watch John, you watch sort of, you know, what he carries in terms of trying to generate offense. And when I come in the game, I try to take on, you know, he's not John. But but the idea of, like, I can't, I'm not just here to keep the ball moving right. and stay out of the way. I need to actively be creating stuff for the team. And sometimes that's me, like, pulling the trigger because I'm one of the better three-point shooters out on the floor. And now he's doing that more. And it's made him a much, much better player than he was you know, a few years ago, but he was a good backup point guard, but now he's a much better player than he was, you know, when he first showed up in Memphis. And the three-point shooting makes him a 
better weapon paired with jaw as well. Um, you point out uh, that his three-point attempts per 100 possessions, and maybe this is confidence, maybe this is Taylor Jenkins' let it fly, who knows what it is, but uh, in 1819, 3.9 uh, three-point attempts per 100 possessions, that went up steadily year by year, 3.9, 4.7, 5.5, 6.3, and this year, 8.2. Um Obviously, it's part of his value. Um, do you think, by the way, you correctly noted, as we were looking into uh, anticipating his free agency last summer, you correctly noted that although he was a very good backup point guard, you didn't think the market for him as a lead point guard somewhere would be that great. And here he is back saying, listen, I'm a starter who doesn't start. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I think one of the most similar players to Tyus Jones in the NBA is Monty Morris. And Monty Morris was the backup to Jamal Murray in Denver right. and one of the best backup point guards in the league. And then last year, Jamal Murray got hurt, so he started most of the season as a fill-in. And then, then uh, Washington traded for him, and they made him the starting point guard. Washington could have chosen to sign Ty Jones and make him the starting point guard. Um, you know, they went one way instead right. of the other. But to me, he's that – he's sort of in that tier. It's – you know, I, I'm not invested that much in, 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 you know, is he a starter? Is he a backup? Right. Is he a whatever in terms of qualitatively? I think if you if you want to do the exercise and rank all the point guards in the league, there are 30 teams in the league, and you'll find Tyus Jones somewhere in that 25 to 35 range, right? And so he's sort of that that sort of on the bubble in terms of qualitatively. But when you're that level and you're you are a backup behind John Morant, like I mean, that's a huge that's a huge boost to the team that has you. It's also, but you don't think. He hasn't changed qualitatively where he is in that ranking necessarily. In other words, you still think he is. That's he's a. Oh, very, I, I mean, I, yeah. I, 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 I've not done the exercise. Right. I, I, I think, you know, if I had him thirty-three a year ago, maybe I have him twenty-seven now or right. something like that. Yeah. I, I don't know, right. but I don't think as good as he's been. I don't think anyone objectively would put him in like the top twenty of point guards in the league, which is more like that's the. Right. The kind of starter who you're not looking to replace, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, you also point out, I love this, um, <laughs> a, a, a little snippet from the, uh, from the column. This is why you should subscribe to the Daily Memphian and read Chris. On Sunday night, after a win against Utah, Jones dubbed teammate Xavier Tillman Sr. an old soul, but Jones was there first. That's a great line. And it's true. He's an old soul, isn't he? I, are those the two old souls on the – I don't know. Steven is a quirky soul. Are those the two old souls on this team? Well, that's the funny thing about Tyus is that, you know, I, I remember talking talking to people in the Christmas front office when they signed him the first time. Right. Um, and, and the idea was, you know, this guy's a – he's a young veteran entering his fifth year in the league and – you know, we, you know, you know, John Moran was a rookie, so we need a, you know, someone who can, you know, take some of that burden off John. I mean, they didn't know that John Moran was ready for all the burden, really, from, right. from the jump. But you know, to take some of this burden off of this rookie point guard to help sort of school him and show him the way, and and to help not only job but to help like instill good habits with the rest of this young team in terms of, you know, in terms of like you know moving without the ball and and, and, and knowing where to go and. They, Tyus Jones, I thought, is someone who would, who would help organize their team and help shepherd a young team along. Tyus Jones was 23 when they signed him to do that. Even though he was entering his fifth year in the, in the league, he was only 23 years old. But he was a guy, they, they talked about him like, you know, when you sign, you know, <laughs> Danny Green or whatever, like right. when he was 23. 
Um, that's just the kind of guy he is. Uh, yeah. So it was good to see. A fun column, wonderful column to read over at the Daily Memphian. The other thing last night, Jaron just goes crazy blocking people's shots. It really is fabulous. Um, he, he, he is making NBA players look like Chris Vernon and Gary Parrish bleeding his wrist, <laughs> Let's be honest. I don't think Gary – didn't Gary just run? Gary just ran to half yeah, court. Yeah, yeah, yeah Gary, Gary wasn't there for it. Yeah. I don't think he got a shot blocked. Yeah. Uh, no, just fabulous uh, last night as the Grizzlies went. All right, so uh, Jeffrey was talking during the break about a – you know, thinking about where the Grizzlies' place is in the West, and obviously it's toward the top, but he was looking at the schedules, and Jeffrey, you had a stat you wanted to run by Chris. Here it is. So the Grizzlies, when playing teams 500 or better this season, they are 10-8. and eight. Denver, when playing teams 500 or better, is 18-9. and nine. It should also be pointed out the teams that are behind them, teams like, teams like New Orleans, have very similar records, uh, to the Grizzlies. Uh, where did it go? Okay, here we go. So when te- playing teams 500 or better, the Pelicans are 11 and 14. The Mavs are 13 and 11. The Kings 8 and 12. The Warriors 10 and 11. I'm wondering more is this, does this say anything about the Grizzlies or does it more speak to what the West is? Because the West has a bunch of teams that are necessarily, you know, right around. Oh, yeah, correct. Yeah. yeah. But it does. Denver is demonstrably the best there. They and play Boston, the toughest schedule, and, and they've Boston done the best. is eighteen and five against teams five hundred or better, and Brooklyn is twenty one and twelve. Yeah, I mean you can look at that stuff different ways. I mean the Grizzlies have Grizzlies have a better point differential than than Denver. I mean I, the thing I, I sort of look at as a thumbnail, you know, on the season is that you know road road wins, home losses, and they're right. even with that now. They're actually identical to Denver in terms of home road records. Um. At the same time, I, I do think that that, that that notion, that note about how you've done against better teams, is sort of persuasive as you think about the playoffs. Um, so I don't know. I, I feel like, as I've been saying, I think Denver and Memphis are the two most solid all-around teams in the conference, both in terms of upside, you know, high floor and 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 and, and high ceiling, or high ceiling, and also a high floor, a sturdy floor. I think come playoff time, I think. You have a few other teams, like particularly Golden State, um, fully healthy. I think, you know, this distance is not – like the seven-game distance between Golden State and Denver-Memphis, it's not a real gap if Golden State's healthy in the playoffs. But I don't know. I I, I, I mean, I, I sort of have no reason to move off of my prior – and my prior before the season is I thought Denver was probably the best team in the West. But I, I don't – you know, I'm not pounding yeah. the table about it's, it. It's not going to surprise me if the Grizzlies are if, better. If you want the Grizzlies stat that makes them look better – Basketball reference that has the simple rating system, which factors in strength of schedule, margin of victory, like who you've played, how you've beaten them. The Grizzlies are number one in the West at 4.85, while Denver's third in the West at 2.76. Um, it is interesting to me that there's there's not a single team in the Western Conference right now with a winning road record. And I had a note about this a few weeks ago, now I can't remember the details, but I think I think it's hard to find a team with, without a winning road record going on to an NBA Finals, you know. It, it, but obviously, right now, someone would have to out of the West. But there's not a single team in the West with a winning record on the road, whereas there are four teams in the East that have winning records on the road. Hollinger had predicted, and this is again was in the podcast that you did with John, which people can still listen to over the Daily Memphian. He had predicted before the season began, Clippers and Golden State in the uh, Western Conference Finals. 
And I think you indicated in the podcast that, listen, those are two teams that could still, you know, who knows, get it together maybe. Um, John was skeptical, even though it was his pick. Do you, uh, and maybe they're different, maybe you think Golden State could get it together, but the Clippers are looking a little bit more of a mess. Do you think both of those teams could still get it together? Yes, but I do think Golden State is a safer bet. I mean, Golden State just did it. You know, right. I mean, you know, they did it last year. They were the third seed, and they they got it together in the playoffs. Um, there's a history there. You, we haven't seen this Clippers team get it together, keep it together for four rounds of the right. playoffs. And I think there's more there's more there's more of a durability question with Kawhi Leonard in particular, and also maybe Paul George than there is with. With even the Golden State players, even though you know Steph Curry is currently injured and and they may be older collectively, and so I think both of those teams have the upside if they put it all together. But I have I would I think Golden State is a safer bet to both put it together and keep it together for two months of basketball this spring than the Clippers are. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.